I'm David Baker. And I'm Amber Gustafson. And this is just a conversation. Well, David, um, once a year, you usually take a trip out of town to uh, do a very important job in the jewelry industry. Uh, that That's true, and I didn't have to really travel too far because of our circumstances right now with the pandemic in the United States. I have the American Gem Trade Association Spectrum Awards competition. The judging competition takes place, and I'm one of the people that facilitates the judging and provides a space that all the judging can be taken care of. But what, we, what we're talking about is a design competition in jewelry, and Correct. it's of stones, it's in metal, it's in creativity, but it's for the jewelry industry, and it's a trade. Uh, it's, in, it's within the trade only. Correct. So it's peer against peer, and right. it's all American-made and American uh, designers that enter. They're all uh, members of the American Gem Trade Association, aren't they? They are, and you know, there's also a cutting edge category, which are, are loose colored gemstones. Now, the gemstones do come from all over the world in a, in a number of different categories, with the exception of there is one category that is for North American gemstones. And believe it or not, there are some really beautiful gemstones that are found here in the United States. And that was a, a recent category, too. It's a and category that we added this year, and the remarkable thing is it was the largest category that was judged uh, in the North American gemstone category. There were sapphires from Montana from s several different mine sites. There was a Spessartite garnet in the competition that was actually one of the winners that's from Rutherford Mine Number 1, Amelia Courthouse, Virginia, which is probably too much information, but that's it kind of gets a gemologist excited. There was a red barrel, which is from Utah, that was in the competition. There's an absolutely beautiful fluorite. I think it was from Colorado. Well, you know, I think what's interesting about that is the fact that because of the pandemic, we have a tendency, um, well, before the pandemic, we would travel the world because jewelry is made around the world. The stones are found usually around the world. The finest stones are found. People think of emeralds, they think of Colombia. If they think of sapphire, they, they think of uh, uh, Thailand or Sri Lanka yes, or Burma. Um, so they, they think of destinations that aren't in their own country. Because we had the pandemic, people couldn't travel. So what do we start doing? We're looking in our own backyards. People don't realize there's so many wonderful material Absolutely. in North America Beautiful. and things that weren't topaz. entered. There's topaz, there's from turquoise, uh, right? There's uh, a tourmaline from California. Uh, there's a turquoise mine that we actually went to, um, Clint's uh, mine in uh, Cripple Creek, Colorado. In Cripple Creek, uh, absolutely. And yep. Arkansas, we saw another turquoise mine there. Uh, the world's uh, finest grade optical quartz found in Arkansas. We were over there at uh, at his mine over uh, there as well. So we um, travel ourselves. And there's one place we haven't gone to find diamonds in Mur Murfreesboro. But uh, they we just found a four carat I know. Stone. Just a couple days ago. Lucky They're finding them. We're finding them like every week. They're finding a big <laughs> diamond out there lately. So uh, we have got a tremendous amount of natural stones, gemstones, in our own country. Normally all the judges uh, come from different parts of the United States. 
and we all would descend on New York City. And that sure did change this year. And this year it's changed. The competition was held in Dallas. And so it was a very nice space, but also all of the judges came from uh, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> so that well, was kind of it, Well, when people are limited with their traveling, uh, but there's also very, very um, qualified people to do Absolutely. You had very qualified people to yes, do the, very fine the, judges. Uh, the judges. There are numerous categories, and, and within the cutting edge, there are categories such as carving. There are some people that, rather than facet gemstones, so you have this beautiful faceted stone, will uh, take a little different look at the piece of rough material, and they will carve it into a figure, a snail, a, mm, a wave. It's just a number of different things. And well, faceting takes a much more precise accuracy because they have to have facet meet points, uh, which people that are not in the industry, uh, it's where two facets come together and they have to meet exactly. If they kind of cross over, they end up having a, and when you're being creative uh, with, a, with a freeform carving, it's going to be a little more freeform, less exact, more forgiving. Um, but at the same time, they are able to sometimes incorporate those just stones as themselves, but also into a piece of jewelry or an object of art. This year, the interesting thing about the competition is that it seemed to be the year of the Spessartite Garnet. Not only was the best of show, a pair of 90 carats approximately, total weight Spessartite Garnets in pear shape, but also there was a 36 carat uh, a Spessar type garnet that came from uh, Virginia that won the North American category. And in menswear division and finished jewelry, there was a beautiful pair of cufflinks, men's cufflinks, with a Spessar type garnet from Africa. Well, if our listeners wanted to go somewhere and see these actual pieces, is there a place they can actually see some of these winners? They can go to the agta.org website. That's American Gem Trade Association's website, and click on Spectrum Awards, and all of the pieces that are winners are displayed there. Also, there's a section on, of course, press releases, and the images would be there as well. So you also have, you enter, when you said the press, you also um, invite the press, when you say the press, meaning the people within our industry in our, that do the magazines and whatnot, um, there's a number of different editors that normally attend our Editor's Day, which follows the judging. And at uh, when things are normal, <laughs> and we're not in a pandemic, uh, and it's in New York City, we have editors that come from not only, only all the major trade publications, but Cosmopolitan Magazine and Vanity Fair and, and just on and on and on, wait for a lot. We spend an entire day, there are five of us, entertaining editors and talking to them about the different jewelry pieces that are on display. This year it was a little different. We had to do a virtual event, and uh, that was very successful, and I really hand it to Tanner Vaughn, our marketing person, that with the job that he did with that. So you know it takes a lot to put one of these together. People have to send the jewelry to you and to uh, AGTA, and you have to uh, uh, help decide. Sometimes when they send pieces in, when I say help decide, they have to help decide. Uh, maybe they entered it as one particular category, and then it, but it would be better fitted in a different category, correct? 
Correct. And so in the office, I'll make a phone call and talk to the folks and say, hey, you might want to consider putting this in a more appropriate category. And Houston where it may have a better chance to a win. Chance, yes, right? absolutely. So because it better fits that category. So that happens, too. So um, what would you say to people that are listening to this um, who never entered the competition? What would you say to them? Uh, words of encouragement to possibly get them to use their creativity and what does it take to actually enter well the the interesting thing to me is that it's just as i said spencer tight garnet seemed to be the gemstone of the year because it did win a number of awards in the colored stone competition this year at the agta but i i think that you'll find that jewelry designs because this is the largest jewelry design competition of colored gemstones in the world. We have more entries than, than any other competition. Uh, we find that this is really the trendsetters. This, this is the organization or the competition that sets a lot of the trends for the coming year or things that people are looking at. And some really world famous designers do enter the competition. They don't all, but uh, there are a number of uh, world famous uh, competitors in the competition but I will also add this that we we have more first-time entrants and I'm talking about new people within the trade are you know jewelry designers they may have just come out of art school and they're doing jewelry design work now you know wherever New York or Los Angeles or even Dallas or Houston and we have more first-time entrants that are first-time winners because of the level playing field uh, thanks to the way that the, the judging is scored. And everybody's working, it's all computerized now, it's all done with iPads. And so it's really refreshing, I think, compared to some other competitions where, you know, it's easy to recognize a piece and people will talk about a piece in this particular competition. It's all. So basically, but if you, if, so back to my, my original question, somebody who's never entered before. Yes. What kind of words of encouragement would you give them or what would you suggest that they uh, uh, do? One I'm piece, they, they just will start with one. So well, you said you had, you had um, a lot of first time entrants. And did, with having that first time entrance, uh, people that entered, did you have some winners out of that? Absolutely. Uh, there were probably four or five, six entrants, uh, probably ten, at least 10%, maybe more, or 20% of the entrants this year were first time entrance into the competition. The ones that placed. They, so it was our the first time. The ones that placed. See, that's right. so that's what I want is so important about this is that even though you've never entered, and you think it's a it's way above you. It's not. And here's the other thing that's available to them. If if this designer would go into uh, say Amber's Designs and say, "I'd like to create a design, but I don't have the money to make this piece. Will you help me?" You know, Amber take a young designer under her wing and would help design it. I know that uh, there are people in New York, in the city that will you know, sponsor the person and provide gemstones to use in the competition. That really helps out a lot of people, too. Absolutely. Because a lot of people that are that are that uh, may not do this for a living, they don't have access to the, the best stones, but they may have a, quite a talent at putting metal together or, or putting uh, objects together to uh, create a, a beautiful piece of jewelry or, or an object of art. Absolutely. So if um, those people that... 
have won in the past realize how important it is for their career to have placed in this particular competition too as well, correct? Yes, and uh, you know, I'll tell you that there was a young woman who was a designer. She's in, I think she's in Brooklyn, and she entered a piece into Objects of Art. Uh, it's probably two years ago, and I talked to her on the phone one day, and she said, David, I can't believe, she goes, my piece didn't even place in the competition, but because of Editor's Day and so many uh, images were taken, I've had over 500,000 impressions online of my piece, and so it's just made such a tremendous boost to my business. I can't believe it. I really want to thank you guys so much for well. It's kind of like me. it's kind of like uh, American um, America's Got Talent. They may not have won first place, but they they have a career after they've been seen. Definitely. So really, um, anybody who's out there. I think you would agree that it has an, an idea or a thought of thinking of, of entering something like this. Go ahead and put your thoughts together. If you don't have the funds to buy a really fabulous stone, maybe get with somebody that you deal with uh, in the business and say, let's collaborate. Because there's many times the piece that is a piece of jewelry is maybe made and the gold or the diamonds supplied by one but the main stone is supplied by another vendor. Absolutely. And in a normal year, this is an unusual year, we also have a, a, a model that all the jewelry winners are, are taken to Los Angeles and they're photographed by a very well-known uh, industry photographer. And we also have a model, although typically they prefer not to be called models because they are young actors and actresses. I, I believe last year we had, in 2019, it was Christiane Anaba was one of the models that, that was photographed that by ATTA. That was beautiful, beautiful And piece. in the past we've had Regina King, and just uh, uh, if you look at the ATTA website, you'll see the different covers for different publications that are listed there and different stars that have uh, graced the, the so not wore, only worn the jewelry. So not only yep. do they... Um, win a competition they have uh, somebody famous get to wear yes. their piece so what how wonderful is that and well, in addition sometimes um there are th the pieces that they are featured on a billboard in on broadway in new york city uh with the model wearing them so how I mean, wonderful would that cool be for any can you imagine a first-time artist having their stuff up and up in the middle of new york well broadway. thank you very much for sharing all that information because uh, we want to encourage those people that are jewelers out there to Come forward, create, be creative, uh, and, and put it out there. You never know. Um, well, it's a lot of work for the competition for the staff at AGTA, but we really enjoy it very much. I'm David Baker. And I'm Amber Gustafson. And this is just a conversation.